0: Good morning, everyone. My name's Jo, and it's a privilege to be reading our second reading for you today. Our second reading is Proverbs, Chapter 2. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and from the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in his blameless, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who have left the straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words, who has left her partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. Surely her house leads down to death and her paths to the spirits of the dead. None who go to her return or attain the paths of life. Thus you will walk in the ways of the good and keep to the paths of righteous. For the upright will live in the land, and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the unfaithful will be torn from it.
1: Well, my is Pete Stacey, and it is great to be here. And I just love the direct style of Proverbs. They're just straight to the point, aren't they? Uh, about all kinds of practical issues of life. And over the next three weeks... We're going to be exploring what God tells us about work, leisure and money. Three really big parts of our lives. The trouble is, there's no verse in the Bible that says, Hey Pete, you're going to do this job and have these holidays and spend your money like this. <laughs> I mean, if we knew exactly what God wanted us to do in every situation, in every area of our lives, then we really wouldn't have to engage our minds at all, would we? Yeah, there'd just be two options, like obey or disobey. But but God has made us in his image with a wonderful capacity to think. And he's placed us in a beautiful world of immeasurable complexity and variety. And he calls us to engage in this process of decision-making so that we can learn to to be wise. Wisdom is that wonderful ability to live life well in relationship with God, our Maker. Wisdom enables us to determine worthy goals and an honourable path to achieve them, to to take all the variables of life into account, to consider past experiences and hopefully learn from them, uh, to weigh up possible outcomes, to be guided by godly values, and then of course to actually make a decision. I discovered this week that the average adult makes about 35,000 conscious decisions every day. There you go, it's on psychologytoday.com. Go figure. A handful of these decisions actually have a really significant impact on our lives though because every choice has consequences. And when it comes to the really big issues of our lives, like work, leisure, money, relationships, sex, family, housing, and lots lots more. We need God's help, don't we? We need His wisdom. So as we begin a new year, uh, today's message is very simple, but it's vitally important. It's my plea that you and I keep a short prayer regularly on our lips and in our hearts. And this is the prayer. Lord, give me wisdom. Let me pray now, and then we're going to unpack it word by word. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you for your great love for us. Thank you that you are the source and giver of all true wisdom. Please help us to learn from you now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Can I just say right from the outset that What I'm doing today is not my normal practice or our practice as a church, because I'm expounding a four-word prayer rather than a passage of the Bible, which I love to do. Uh, But this really sets up the, the, the series that we're doing, and in many ways sets up the year. And, you know, over the years I've preached a lot of sermons. I preached this, well, a much shorter version of it, about eight and a half years ago. And there's one fella that was there that often reminds me that he still prays this prayer regularly and has been so helpful. So I thought I would would do this today um, and it is my prayer that it will be helpful for us all. It begins, uh, this prayer begins with the source of wisdom itself. Lord, give me wisdom. When we pray this prayer, we're asking that the creator of wisdom share his wisdom with us. Now, remember these things? Who actually has one? Yeah, they're all, they're all down at our ourselves now, aren't they? Um, I remember just watching that thing go around and then back around the other way, and i like, how does it just keep going and going and going? I watched it all day, but, but I could never understand how it works. But imagine that I, if I got to know the clockmaker, and then, you know, I could ask the clockmaker to explain it to me, uh, then I kind of understand how it all works. Friends, we have access to the maker of the universe in which we live. Why wouldn't we ask him to give us wisdom as we journey through all the variables of life in a broken and sinful world that he knows perfectly? Now, if consider from all the voices and influences that shape our decisions, where do we turn when faced with an important decision? We often turn to friends and family, and rightly so, We can learn from their life experiences. But God knows perfectly, and we must also seek Him. When we're in trouble with things, big or small, how often do we go to Google? Often before going to God. Uh, Fixing a phone is one thing, but fixing a friendship, there's a whole moral dimension to that, isn't there? And such a mix of advice on the internet, good and bad. Besides, how do we filter what's actually true and helpful? We need God's wisdom as a guide as we are experiencing and seeing all kinds of other ideas. Sometimes we rely purely on ourself, our own knowledge and experience. Can I say, there's no accountability in that, there's no checks and balances, uh, and so often our experiences. And our emotional reactions cloud our judgment when it comes time to make a choice. God knows our past. He knows our future. And He knows our needs before we even ask. So let's seek Him and say, Lord, give me wisdom. Family and friends, Google, our own experiences, all these things can play an important part in the development of our wisdom. But this Prayer needs to come to be our first thought, our opening word, our initial response to all the events of the day. Now when you first get out of bed, or when we have tensions at home, or or when there's pressure at work, or, or school, or whenever we have to make a decision of any kind, God's wisdom is what we need. That's why this prayer is so important. Train yourself to pray regularly. Now, perhaps when you first get out of bed isn't the best time for you. Perhaps when you're doing your teeth or something like that, you know, our teeth need, need fluoride, our heart and our head, they need God's wisdom. So think about the day ahead and pray this simple prayer. Lord, give me wisdom. And, and when we pray, Lord, give me wisdom, let's remember who we're talking to. Lord literally means ruler. Or master. We owe him our lives twice over because he's made us, he's given us life so, so we owe him to, him to live for him but in his mercy he also gave his life on the cross to redeem us because we've turned our backs on him. We owe our lives to him twice. His way is the right way. His way is the wise way. And if he is truly our Lord, that means we've moved ourselves off the throne of our hearts and have submitted to him as our ruler, our king, our Lord, and will obey. Uh, In the Bible, Lord is actually a very relational title. To call him Lord is to say, I trust your judgment above my own. And when you call, I'll follow where you, guide, I will walk. When you speak, I will listen. Because the way God has promised to speak to us is through His Word. So wisdom looks like this. As the world that God has made, He is us as we see and hear and experience everything uh, in the world, as we seek to understand and make wise decisions as we live in it. And God's Word sits here, right in the middle. It becomes the lens through which we understand and interpret everything we experience in the world. It's the plumb line by which we measure what is true and reliable and what is false, misleading and dangerous. It's the framework on which we make all our decisions. Life in God's Word is best when it is lived according to God's Word. So let us pray, Lord... Give me wisdom. Next we pray, Lord, give me wisdom. Wisdom is a gracious gift of God. Wisdom is not something that we're born with, not something that we deserve or or naturally are entitled to. Rather, it's a gift that God gives to us as his image bearers. Proverbs 2 verse 6, we heard a moment ago, reminds us, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, knowledge and understanding and he delights to give wisdom to those who ask in faith Uh, we heard James chapter 1 read out listen to the flow of ideas in those middle verses consider a pure joy my brothers when you face trials of many kinds and we all do don't we all kinds of trials at times life is sometimes just hard 2021 looking at people's review of the year on facebook it was a particularly hard year for many people But life is not all bad, it goes on to say, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So maturity is the goal of the Christian life, to be like Jesus, in other words. Now, if there was one virtue that was essential for maturity, what would it be? There's lots of lists of virtues in the Bible. James continues... If any of you lacks wisdom, wisdom. It's the foundational ingredient of Christian maturity. If we lack like it, what shall we do? Ask God, who gives generously, I a bit, will give generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. God delights to give wisdom generously. So let us pray, Lord, give me wisdom. Sadly, sometimes I think we don't ask because we think we're already pretty wise without him. Now, Paul wrote to the Corinthian believers, Do not deceive yourselves. If anyone you, you thinks he's wise by the standards of this age, he should become a fool so he may become wise. In other words, don't try and find wisdom apart from Jesus Christ. To know Christ is to know the very source of wisdom. Godly wisdom is something we learn as we come to know and understand the way God has ordered the world he's made and as we come to know God himself. Think about it. Many people actually only enjoy the first part of it, don't they? You probably know many unbelievers who seem to live very successful, happy lives, very kind to others, volunteer to do all sorts of things. They've learned to live life well according to the patterns and principles that God has placed in his world. But they've rejected the very source of wisdom itself. And friends, that has eternal consequences. They're kind of like expert sailors. They're sailors of all different levels. Some people in life seem to be like expert sailors. The trouble is, they're sailing on a pirate ship. And when the king comes... All pirates are defeated. God delights to give wisdom to those who ask. And ultimately, he gives us wisdom by giving himself to us through Christ. So dear friends, let's ask for it. And Then we pray, Lord, give me wisdom. Sounds so selfish, doesn't it? Uh, Very focused on me, not outward looking, not other person centred, not focusing on God. But but I want to say very clearly that this is not a selfish prayer. We just read where James tells us quite clearly that we need wisdom and we are to ask for it. This is actually a selfless prayer. We're asking God to make us more mature, more like Jesus. That means we're going to bring greater glory to his name. We'll be more of a blessing to those around us. We'll be more like the the truly wise one, Jesus himself. It's also a humble prayer because we're recognising our lack of wisdom and our utter dependence on God to make us wise so we can live fruitful and faithful and effective lives in his world. Let me ask this question. Uh, What do you need most in your life right now? What do you need most in your life right now? Consider all the things that are going on for you relationships, at work, at home, friendships, perhaps money matters, sickness, employment, how we use our time, what we watch, what we listen to, who we relate to and how we relate to them. In all of the concerns of life, what do you need most in your life right now? I'm going to be bold here and suggest that I think what we all need most is wisdom. We need wisdom. That's why God, through his servant James, tells us to personally ask for it. He's not saying, ask on behalf of others, although that would be a good thing to do. He's saying, ask for yourself. It's the greatest need of our lives. That's why the opening chapters of Proverbs... Chapter after chapter, he keeps urging us to seek wisdom. And he uses all kinds of metaphors to inspire us. Well, you saw one in Proverbs chapter 2 again. Look for it as for silver, and search for it as for hidden treasure. Before I finish, I'm going to give us all the opportunity to pray. Lord, give me wisdom. If that echoes what you want to pray, pray it with me at the end. But first, let's consider the last word. Lord, give me wisdom. We're all too familiar with the first three words, aren't we? But sadly, I and perhaps you too often finish it with saying anything other than wisdom. Lord, give me food. Lord, give me a parking spot. Oh, don't worry, I just go on. Uh, <laughs> Lord, give me a break from these kids. Lord, give me a good deal on eBay. Lord, give On and on and on, isn't it? You like that, or is just me? Just me. Uh, lots of things. And God, in His wisdom, graciously sometimes gives me some of those things, but sometimes I think He declines my request, knowing that what I want is actually not what will benefit me. That's what James says a few chapters later, in chapter 4. When you ask, you do not receive, because what? You ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. But one thing that is guaranteed to always benefit me, and others, and God's purposes is when I ask for wisdom. What could be more important than asking God for wisdom? We're going to ask for so many different things, but wisdom, wisdom is better than them all. Wisdom enables us to see God's perspective and to live in the world with the light of His truth, to live our lives with His very presence in ours. Last year we had a family goal of climbing to drawing room rocks. Great little spot. Anyone been there? Not far from here. Drawing room rocks before sunrise. So we could see the sun come up over the oceans. Fantastic. Stunning. You know, the valleys were filled with clouds. and um, Of course it was so dark when we started. I had my head torch uh, on showed the way. Wisdom enables us to walk with godly sight. We can ask God for lots of things. Anything. But there's one thing we must ask God for on a regular basis. That he delights to give generously. And that is wisdom. Now, I've had about 50 birthdays. i had exactly 50 birthdays. Uh, I was going to mumble when I said that. Anyway, some I remember, some I don't. Uh, over the years I've received lots of presents. Some I remember, some I don't. But I do remember one thing I got for my fifth birthday. I really wanted a tracksuit. I asked for tracksuit and I got a tracksuit. Uh, it was that older fleecy line style, yeah, and maroon and white uh, color, and I loved it, and there it is. Aww. I that last night. I thought, there's a photo somewhere. I probably shouldn't have put that up. Two of my cousin's either side. So they uh, will probably get me later. Um, I swear wear it all day. I oh, like I wear it to bed beneath my pajamas. I oh, wore well, every moment I could. Mum said I wasn't allowed to wear it to school under my school uniform. Oh, well. um, but my joy in this, wearing that gift all the time, I think it increased the, the joy of my parents who gave it to me. Uh, here today, we've considered God's gift of wisdom. Friends, it's His desire that we clothe ourselves in His wisdom and wear it all the time with joy. Paul prayed for new believers like this. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord. Amen to that. Friends, we can pray for others. It's good to do that. But God invites us to pray it for ourselves. Lord, give me wisdom. I want to encourage and challenge you to pray this prayer before every decision you make this year. Before every decision you make for the rest of your lives. Starting from today. It's short, it's simple, it's memorable, it's so helpful. It's greatly needed. And friends, if it does echo what you'd like to say to God as we begin a new year, let's say it. Out loud together right now. There it is on the screen. Here we go. Lord, give me wisdom. Amen.